What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover all your favorite Boston teams and stories from Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond. We're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Patriots make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop instant reaction episodes too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow Off the Bike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Peter Shout out to that guy, yes. The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is on. It's called Cheap Heat. You're familiar with it. Sure you are. Um, we're doing a, uh, a an interesting version of the show today. I broke it into two segments because I work with uh, two very, very busy individuals in uh, Dipperstein and SGG. Could not get them on the same page at the same time. Don't ask how somehow the guy with 19 jobs is able to make it work for both of them, but it's just the sort of professional that I am. So we'll start first. Up to bat first, um, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but now hailing from Beverly Hills, California. It's 35 at 35, Dipperstein. Good morning. It's definitely Beverly Hills at Jace. Confirmed. It, that, that's an old Jackie Mason. You know, we listen to it together uh, in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's not in Beverly Hills. It's right near Beverly Hills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just outside. I live just outside of Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen, there's what a, lot a bit. I mean, let me tell you oh, something. One of the bits. Of that, bits. that guy, God rest his soul, is one of the great bit guys of all time. Uh, Jackie I mean, Mason. Listen, oh, he, my. His whole his Every he's spoken bits. He I did. mean, I do, he, too. We all do. 
But he, he, this guy he, mastered it. He destroyed his reputation somewhat at the end. But prior to that, that yeah. special, The World According to Me, is yeah. particularly the stuff that he says about Jews is some of the fun. If you enjoy the humor that we have on this show talking about Jewish stuff, I will not. Listen, we're not co-signing Jackie Mason's entire career, but if you go listen to The World According to Me, the Jewish parts are, I mean, out of this world. Yeah, he really didn't. He didn't do himself any favors at the end. But <laughs> no, the, he didn't. No, but man, but but that special is very funny. So uh, before we get into the wrestling of it all, I realize I haven't had this conversation with you yet, Dip. Mm-hmm. I am just now getting familiar with the nonsense of living in a standalone home. Oh. I'm one of the biggest nonsense living in a standalone home guys in the biz today. <laughs> it is <laughs> the um, the racket, the amount of things that you have to do and how much work everything requires. It's brutal. I have one cardinal rule that I live by when it comes to being a homeowner. Okay? If I can't see it, I ignore it. But you mean, in other words, someone tells you there's something going on. You have no evidence of said thing going on. What you're not doing is throwing $1,400 at something you can't see, hear, or smell. That's right. That's right. I need to physically see the problem. (laughs) Or I I need to be told by somebody who is a professional, there is an issue and it needs to be solved and paid for. Well, I have the a question. Other, yes, sir. What are your thoughts on, just generally, uh-huh. what are your thoughts on contractors? Just general contractors. I, the, the, the lucky thing for me is that I have never had to do any real significant work to so my just, house. So just a handyman. You've had a handyman come by. I redid the backyard of my home, and I hired people who were like had a license to do right. these things. But you know, the idea of people not showing up and you having just a bag for them waiting just the moment they walk in the door. I have your bag. Take take my bag. Sorry, we're not going to, we can't be there today. Sorry, we can't do this. It's, we can't do that. I, I Like, where else on earth do you, like, you're a professional getting paid to do something and you just decide not to show up and it's, it's, it's there's any... But then you just keep chasing and chasing these, you know, the, the contract. No, no, and you're, you're, you're begging to spend money with them, an inordinate amount of money. You're trying Please. to spend it. They won't Please. let you spend it. Please take That's my right. money. Please take and, the bag. And, and by the way, what are you mostly doing, contractor, sir? You're just coordinating other people to do the job? That's all. And what, a contractor, you know what the, the reason they're called a contractor, I'm learning this now, is because basically what they're doing is assigning contracts to other people. Hey, you get a contract. You get a con. You do the landscaping. You do the pipes. You do this. What do I do? I answer the phone calls. Wait, by the way, newsflash, yes. I, mean, I, didn't, I, I didn't know. I, sw- I swear know. to you, I did not. Know. 42 years I, old, didn't know what a contractor did. I didn't know. Gavolt and Hemel. When this apartment was renovated before I moved in, my ex-wife handled the dealing with the contractor. I barely said a word. I I now realize I I both was spared a lot of annoyances, but also I missed a lesson on this nonsense. But you see, it depends. I I've I I avoid the whole situation by moving into homes that don't need work. I know. Um, I mean that that is that is a great way to go. Although it's sometimes you just run into it. Like 
We, we just have a couple of things we need done. Here's the thing that bothers me the most about the contractor. When I reach out to him, he always acts like I'm putting him out. And yes. I'm like, yes. I'm paying you, dude. If you don't want to do it, tell me to go scratch. I know. Who's keeping the schedules for these? I mean, just keep the schedule. I know work takes more time than it should or whatever, but can't you just, you know, work that in? This may take more time. Listen, I think we can get off this. There are some great people that I have worked with um, on home things. But uh, you asked me if I had blinds because I'm in. I'm actually uh, doing this from my bedroom because I have house guests this week at Dipper Lago, and um, the answer is no. I do not have blinds. Uh, the entire front of my house is mainly windows, and there is nothing covering them. And uh, I, I've gotten a few estimates on blinds, and I got to tell you, I, I don't want to spend uh, ten thousand dollars on uh, on blinds. I, I just, I'd rather. Well, buy a what piece you, of art have you, and put it have on the you, wall. Have you gotten an estimate? The to, an estimate on the blinds? I've gotten estimates. And what? What? Where? Where are you? Because it's important. I'm making a decision right now. I haven't told you my blind saga. You have a blind. You have a blind thing. Go I on. was I was ghosted by the blind guy. Oh, of course, of course. He yeah, came by. Blind guys. He came by. <laughs> this he is took a natural the, occurrence. <laughs> I know. He, he came by. He took the measurements. We talked for 45 minutes about the Bad Bunny concert. We did all kinds of things. He leaves. He disappears for two straight weeks. I'm texting and texting, no reply. Yesterday after, it's now been like a month, I gave up completely. But yesterday, for some reason, I've decided to bring it up on Hot 97. As we're talking about it, he texts me. Oh, my God, dude, I'm listening. I'm sorry. I need to explain. And he there's called always, the show. There's he always Oh, he had story. a story. But guess what? Now he feels bad, and so we're moving along very quickly now. So that it did turn out good. But I'm curious about what your estimate was because I have an estimate from this guy. I mean, dude, I've had 3,000. I've had 10,000. I mean, it depends the quality of the blinds. I want to press a button and all the blinds go up and down. I don't want to be sitting there, you know. I'm let me, let me not, tell you something uh, right now. Gold, I'm not uh, Goldilocks, you know what La I mean? The last thing I'm going to say about blinds. Not gold, what move. is it? No, uh, well, you know. Uh, well, well, you know. Jack and the you Beanstalk? Know, the, Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Thank you, Rapunzel. Troy. There you go, Troy. The guy. I'm not Rapunzel. No, I, but listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. You've dealt with this in my apartment before. The remote control blinds can be a real headache. I'd rather a remote control blind be a headache than be, you know, grabbing at blinds constantly. I don't want to grab at the blinds. I mean, so listen, my, my, the, the battery dies here. You're screwed. It's a pain. Well, I, I'm just if you can now if you can go all the way. And pay for them to like it's fully built in, and you have a button on your wall. That's oh, like the wall connect. button. Oh, now that's something. Now that is something. Oh, the wall I have a remote is, control. It's yeah. something adjacent. I can I can I got I got news for you. Okay, Peter Rosenberg, because I know how much money you make. I know how successful you, you are. Entirely okay? too much. Okay, and you know way too much. Yeah, you you can get the button. Okay, get the button. Splurge <laughs> for the button. I know you're spending money on the hoodies, nine hundred dollar Gucci hoodies, things well, that's that are only once. Preposter- that's only once every few years. You know, whatever it is, take that nine hundred dollars, get the button. It's more than nine hundred dollars, and the thing is, this is endless already. Dip this weekend. So for people listening, Natalie and I have a little uh, love nest of sorts that we've that we've procured that we're spending weekends in, and we're you know trying to make it our own, et cetera, et cetera. A little summer place. The amount of what stuff. should we name this place? We got to name uh, this place. Oh, we absolutely need it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'll come oh, up. Yeah. I'll come up. Yeah. Now, I should also add from the weekend. Uh, also, this weekend, not only did I work on the house and deal with uh, annoying house BS, but DJed a wedding for a great guy, John Martuccio, 
and now his wife, Danielle Martuccio. Two great guys. It seems like a Seinfeld last name, Martuccio. Yeah. Uh, her name her name's Sicente, but now it's Martuccio. Uh, so so I did. It sounds like a name Kramer, a last name Kramer would say. Jo- the Sicente. <laughs> you know my friend. You know my, You know Steve Sicente. <laughs> He's friends with the Martuccio. <laughs> totally. So so the John is a big cheap heat listener and and booked me for the wedding. A year and a half ago, the fiance reaches out and she says, I'm marrying this guy. And right when we started dating, he told me, if we ever get married, Peter Rosenberg's DJing our wedding. So I want to know if you can DJ our wedding. This is like a year and a half ago. I tell her, listen, I'm honored. I'll put it on my calendar. If I can do it, I, I'll do it. If something professional comes up that I can't, I'll, I'll let you know. It all worked out, was able to do it. Dip, it was the dream wedding crowd in the sense that they went along every direction musically I went on. They really? didn't complain. They just, oh, well, we're going there now. Well, go, you want to go here? Well, go here. I had to have Natalie hook me up that day because I was like, I don't know the recent dance. Like, this is an Italian wedding on Long Island. I need some, like, current dance music. I had to play Aviche. I had to play Calvin Harris. You got to play. Anyways, congratulations. It was a really, really fun event. Um, Dipperstein, guess what? We have a pay-per-view this weekend that normally in past years would be the absolute definition of nothing. And I think because of recent changes, it feels like something. I I honestly, I watched um, both Raw and SmackDown yesterday. Um, And I will tell you, I, I look at this match card and each match is a meaningful situation that makes me want to at least tune into the pay-per-view as a whole. I'm not saying that I'm excited about each and every feud, but at least there's a feud in each and every match. And I, 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 you know, I feel like a broken record. We've said this now the last few weeks, but like there's definitely something going on in that they're spending the right amount of time on each situation in order to make it seem meaningful. And we know why, you know, we, we have a new, we have a, a new head of the head of the shop. Um, who cares about um, storylines and storytelling on television, and it's working. And plus, we have so many, there's so many QR codes and clues and things. I, I don't even uh, know what to QR's say. Up it's, a so storm. Ma- it's so major. I, I would say the, the QR code thing is the definition of major. Well, it's the definition of something. It's the definition of something. It, there, it's I think it's always it's even something. like above something. Yeah, it's, it's something, something plus. plus. Something plus. Yeah, it's something sure. plus. Well, we're, to we're, reach something plus status, yeah, you have to really make an impact um, in our fandom. Listen, so. we have six matches currently announced, and all six have a stipulation. We have an extreme rules match between Liv and Ronda. We have the fight pit match between Riddle and Rollins. We have McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Stop. I know the name of the new of the new uh Rosenberg helm. What the is fight it? The fight pit. <laughs> the fight pit. <laughs> the Rosenberg fight pit. Uh, I really hope it's not that. No, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying a fight could mean anything. It doesn't have to mean, you know, you fighting. What about what, how about we just call it hell in a cell? Yeah. I like um, fight pit though. McIntyre cross strap match, Bianca, uh, <laughs> Bailey ladder match, Edge versus Finn, I quit match, 
uh, Brawling Brutes and Imperium. Even that match has become a little something. Yeah. A six-man tag team, good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. By the way, I could do without the good old-fashioned wording. I think we could just call it a Donnie Brook match. Yeah, it's like when they in WCW when they or when in yesteryear when they used to call anything a street fight a Chicago street fight a right. Detroit street fight. A, you we know, we get it. A street fight. They do that still. They do. They'll do that on Raw still. They're in Chicago. Yeah. It's a Chicago, a Chicago street, street fight. Street fight. Yeah. What are you hitting someone with pizza? What, what is what about it is a Chicago street <laughs> fight? What's a good old fashioned Donnie Brook match? So no, there's a lot of uh, a lot of somethings a lot of somethings here. Um, what match are you most interested in? Um, probably the fight pit. Oh, sure. Because um, of the fight pit? Because of Cormier, who's now the guest referee? No, I mean, I'm, I know it's taboo of me to say that it's just, it doesn't feel like something, but I like Daniel Cormier. I like UFC. But it came out of nowhere. No, it came out. Of yeah, nowhere. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't match with what's going on. I mean, I guess the fight pit, the cage, you know, that's the, I guess that's the through line. I, I assume my assumption is it's just a way to get Cormier involved in something. Yeah. And then maybe get to him and and something else. That's what I'm assuming. I'm down with D- Daniel Cormier. I don't want to. I'm certainly not dissing Daniel Cormier. Okay, he's by the way. But they 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 overwrote his promo last night. They overwrote the promo. They should have just he, let him say whatever he wanted. D- dude, he's the got man's it. a professional broadcaster. Yeah, now. he's he very say. good. He can yeah. really talk. Like just hand, yeah. just let just say here's what you got to get to. He they put him in. A, I thought a little bit of a rough spot, but I agree. I mean, listen. I think the Riddle Rollins story has been. A little clunky, if I'm being honest. It's just like it's just like really violent insults back and forth. I'm really surprised that Riddle is allowing the the family stuff in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I thought about that last night. It seems like a lot. I mean, I don't know anything about his personal life. I only from what I've read in in the dirt sheets and stuff like that. I don't know him. I I don't. I've actually never really even met him. But I, I don't. I don't know him personally. But that seems to me like a really interesting i mean why i can't believe would you let anyone do that to you i mean i don't think so i if it's in the middle of happening the way it's being described i can't imagine i'd be thrilled with that i'm sure he's like bro i don't care say whatever you want i love wrestling but i mean that's talking about your kid i mean that's it's a lot it's a lot and it's not like it even plays into the story like it's not like it's part of the story He's just straight up just saying your kid, you don't have your kids. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a like lot. it goes, it plays into the fact that they hate each other and they're talking ish, you know, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't like correlate to the, it's not like Seth Rollins is like getting in his family. He's just can saying I, horrible I, things about his family. Can I say though, I still feel if I'm, if I'm being, if I'm in a nitpick, which is what we do on this show, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we, can, yeah, yeah. we can't end the sh- if we, if we just go, it's the triple H era. There's nothing left to discuss. Then there is no podcast. So we're going to oh, keep I got doing pl- I got plenty. Keep, keep asking me questions. Yeah, there's, there's plenty to talk about. I, I still think the Seth Rollins character is confused. Like I still don't get it. I still don't get what Seth freaking Rollins is. What's I don't know. It, it's like a flamboyant version of of Seth Rollins. I don't think it's anything more than that. I don't think that you need to read into it any more than that. I think eventually it'll change. And and it's a crazy. Doof- it's a crazy laughing Seth Rollins. Yeah, he. I think. I, I mean, I don't love it either. But I. I. I he, let me tell you. He is such a seminal part of wrestling, in my opinion. Now, as like a all he he, he is a defining character of this era of wrestling. Agreed. Would you agree with that? Seth is. I, He's I think one of Seth the faces of 2014 to, to now. I mean, he is a 
in the last decade, he is a defining member of, of, of the wrestling community. Agreed. So I don't think he can do any wrong, in my opinion, because he's such a great wrestler and he's so entertaining. But I agree that the, the, the like crazy outfits and the laughing is not enough. That's, I think all, that's cha- all I mean. He I makes think it'll it cha- work. I think it'll change soon. I don't think you're going to see, see it for too much longer, is my guess. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get to WrestleMania. You're going to have The Rock. The Rock may win. The Rock may lose. But Roman will still be the top guy in the company. And there's going to come a point where you're gonna, we're going to have to figure out who the actual contender to him is. It's not Drew McIntyre, as we know. He's beaten Brock Lesnar 10 times. Maybe it's Solo Sokoa. Maybe it's, you know, Karrion Cross. But at the end of the day, the showdown between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in this last couple years where Seth has, like, become a different version of himself has not happened. Am I, have I missed that? Um, no, I think, that's, I think you have not missed that. So I think that Seth Rollins is the final boss potentially for for Roman Reigns unless we get Bray Wyatt in the mix there they build up Braun Strowman who have, they didn't do anything again with this week in a real way so i know you know i did a diatribe about Seth Rollins but you you did ask the question and i i feel like Seth Rollins is um is just poised to be at the top and eventually maybe be the one to truly beat Roman Reigns for the championship I wonder whether I believe that. Do I believe it could actually be Seth Rollins? Because I'll it's tell the you, ultimate re- it is the ultimate redemption story. It's the only person right now who feels like there's that much deep rooted history with Roman. What about Jay? What sense. about Jay Uso? He I mean, not a big enough no, star. I don't see it. What about what about down the line, Solo Sokoa? I said that just now. <laughs> I, I think that could happen. I think that could happen. But that, but, but, that, but, you're, but you're saying that if you, you think never, or you just think it's too far down the line to consider it in a real way. I think the bloodline runs deep for a while. I don't see that ever, ever sort of changing. You don't see it ever changing. You think we're gonna have the bloodline forever? Who are you? No, I think we're gonna have the bloodline for the next few years. Still, few years. Yeah. This is now. Now we're getting somewhere. This is. A I would like. I okay. I need. I need a a, a woman. Um, in this stable, too many guys. I think we need, you know, Naomi back. Um, I think we need Naomi for sure. Naomi back in the bloodline, in the bloodline would be awesome. It would, I'd love it to would, see Nia Jax in the bloodline. Well, you there? I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm processing. You're here at Jace. Well, no, no. Percent. I'm here a thousand percent. I'm not looking at anything else. I'm thinking I don't. You're you're going a little WCW on me though. How big do you Why? want this thing to get? Because how big, how big One can more a faction person. get? Okay. Sammy Zayn, Sammy Zayn will go. At some point, Sammy will be gone, and it'll be him in solo for some championship. And then I think you insert Naomi or Nia Jax into the bloodline. I think you, we need a woman to be feuding as a bloodline member with another female outside the bloodline. <laughs> I don't know that I need it. But I see what you're saying that it would complete. Things. I need I need China. You need China. Yeah, I need a I, China. I need bloodline oh, China. Oh, got it. Bloodline China, uh, a la DX. By the way, they are having a DX and, reunion uh, next Monday, minus 
Mr. Ass. It could be Tamina. Yeah. I don't know, man. Every every single time I see um X Pac, I, I you know, I finally met him for the first time at a GCW show a few months ago with uh, with with Ted with Wrestling for Sale and others. And I and and Skylar and stuff. I, I just feel um I just I get sad seeing X Pac. I was when I, I my 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 mother was here a few weeks ago and we're watching TV and X Pac comes on the TV. I said, Mom, look at that. That's you know, that's X Pac. And and she goes, one, two, three, kid. And I said, yeah, one, two, three, kid. And she goes, that does not look like the one, two, three, kid. And I said, well, it is. This one, two, three, kid. <sighs> um, the lightning kid. Let me, let me, I, I don't get sad about X-Pac. I understand he physically looks different. And he's been through a lot, but he seems happy and well. So I, there's, I don't think there's anything to be sad about. I don't know. You're right. I think I relative well. to a, relative to a lot of people. I mean, when you, especially, you know, in light of when you think about how things went for Scott Hall and how sad that is, X-Pac has, has found his way as far, as far as anyone can tell. He's a lovely guy. Whenever I interact with him, I'm a big fan. No, he's a great guy. He really, was, he, was he extremely nice when you met him? Bed, bath, and beyond. Right. He's like the highest levels. He's, he, is a, he is a sweet man. He literally only calls me Pete. Oh, he's a Pete guy. He's a Pete guy. He's a big add, him, guy. add him to the list. Add him to the list. Xbox is a Pete guy, a thousand percent. Wow, wow. Very, a very warm, lovely man. That Xbox. Do we talk about? We t- I'm sorry if we miss this, but we talked about MJF being a Pete guy, right? Is MJF MJF's a Pete guy? Yeah, I know. I think we said that in the first week, didn't we? We did. Okay, I, I, I think we did. But M- M- MJF is a Pete guy. It's it's a, it's so funny too. The, literally, a lot of wrestlers like, are Pete guys. Yeah, a, wrestler, think, a lot of wrestlers beat good. I think MVP beats me a lot too. He might beat you. Mark Henry does not. No, he's Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I miss Mark, man. Um, he's one of the Booker, great guys of our uh, time. Booker, Booker very strong, me by Peter. the way. He's a, he's strong. Mm. Mark. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, very strong. How how strong would you say? I probably potentially say the, the world's strongest. Uh, the strong. Wait, the strongest in the world. Uh, also, important important question: how how far along are you in the most popular Netflix debut of all time, Dahmer? I'm like four episodes in, and you would agree it's the highest loves. I'm I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's Bed yeah. Bath and Beyond. Yeah. It's linens and things, honestly. It is. It is. It it's Target. Yeah, it might be. It might be Price Club. That's it right. It could be. A- <laughs> it's that good. It's <laughs> who, I, in the I, Philado- who in the Philadelphia area who listens to choose it, who's a peckerhead remembers Pace, the the predecessor to Costco. If you do, if you remember Pace, um, uh, give me a shout. Give me a DM. I want to know who who remembers Pace. There it is. <laughs> I remember feeling, feeling, how, how do I remember pace though from driving by it? Maybe is that possible? It was gargantuan. Um, Dipperstein, what, how was the rampage and dynamite of it all last week? Have we, we haven't reviewed grand slam in full. Have we? I don't know. Um, no, you grand know, slam look, was the week before I, I, we did talk about grand slam. I, look, I, I think what I'm seeing a lot of right now, um, in the different segments in AW, it's like, the head of each faction to me seems really meaningful. 
but then everybody else is seeming like really in the background. Agree. So like 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 Jericho will come out, and I love everybody that he's with, Sammy, everybody, you know, Daniel Garcia, who's you know the most prominent, I guess, of that stable besides him right now. But like, it just feels like this is okay. This is a Jericho. This is a Jericho situation. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Britt Baker comes out, and Britt Baker is with her stable, and it's like okay, like these people are all cool, but this is a Britt Baker situation. Mm-hmm. And then you have you know, um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of another example of this. Um, like it just it's just feeling like there's just an inordinate amount of ancillary. I I, I think this is one of, out there. one of the best assessments you've had. But you you pinpointed you pinpointed what's been an issue for me for a long time, which is if you're not an obsessive AEW fan, there's just no way to keep up with who all the people are. There's it's no. just too many things all the time. We joke about it with the titles, but it's not just the titles. It's the it's the stables. You know, I I. I like stable. I'm I'm a huge stable. Stables I know, are my favorite thing. But you, you gotta, know, you have, but that this is what I was just saying about the the bloodline thing. You have to keep it together. There has to be a a glue that makes them make sense. Otherwise, it just feels like a random collection of people, and you don't know why it's happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, with the MJF it was there with thing, inner circle. Yeah. Man, it what a long way we are from the inner circle because the early days of the inner circle that was something. Yeah. They, they really leaned in inner turmoil and the elite ish. I would say. Yeah, and the you know, elite too. I guess we'll see Kenny back at some point. I, you know, I we I miss Kenny. Like I, I need I like you know, and I'm not even like Mr. Kenny Omega, but like when he's in a when he's on TV every week, it feels like something. I don't know. I like Kenny Omega. I like when he's on TV. I like him as a character on television. Uh, I, um, I agree. I'm a Kenny so, fan. So yeah, I mean, I you know, I I I like Kenny Omega on TV, and I like um. You know, I I, I like I know I, the controversial thing to say. I like I really love the Young Bucks. I love seeing Kenny and the Young Bucks on television. I just feel look. I, I'm 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 enjoying the show week to week still, of course, and it's 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 awesome to see Buddha and this, and I'm excited that Bandito is on TV this week. I've been watching Bandito on the Indies. He's been wrestling in all the GCW shows I've been going to, and all the all the sort of a lot of the indie shows I've been to in in LA. Um, and, you know, he's he seems like something to me. I don't know. I, I wish he had a little bit more of a meaningful debut except just jobbing to 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 um, to Chris Jericho. But it's it's cool to see all these different people on. But they they have to seem meaningful. I mean, MJF seems meaningful. You know, um, Britt Baker seems meaningful. Um, oh, let's go to, you know, Paige debuted. And she did the oh, same yeah. shtick that she she did the same shtick that she did. You know, when she was in WWE, she came out and said, I'm I'm this, I'm that. This is my house. This is my ring. I'm the revolution. I'm this. I mean, I, I wish we would have gotten a different page, given that her name is now different. And like, you know, I, I wish it w- we would have jumped into something a little bit more. Can interesting I can I her. tell you what I you know, can I tell you? It'll, my- be, it'll clearly be her versus Britt Baker, which is cool. Page versus Britt Baker is like a dream match, I would say, in some context. Um, but I don't think that I don't I'm not. I'm not there on Paige, like, just, I need something from Paige. I can't just have her be herself again. And I frankly don't think she's that great on the mic. So she's coming out, she's saying the same type of stuff. She sort of seems like she's acting. It's not working for me yet, you know? I don't know. My biggest takeaway from Paige, her name's Soraya? I always thought her name was... I don't don't know. I always thought her name was Soraya. I called her Soraya. Forgive me, is that even her name? Yes, that's her real name. Okay. But what I, I didn't even, I didn't even know that. 
Yeah, what I'm saying is Taz and everyone on commentary said, it's Soraya. And I was like, I thought her name was Soraya. It makes sense that it's Soraya. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, I just like, look, no disrespect to Paige, okay? But I think it's too late for that, by the way. You already said you don't like her on the mic. You already said her name. You insist her name's Soraya, not Soraya. I mean, you're already insulting. I don't know. We need Paige now? Now we got Paige? Well, listen, Paige is one. Paige is a, they've brought people in that make way less sense than Paige. Because she's been a figure who people really liked. Her career got cut way too short. Everyone thought she'd eventually come back to WWE. She didn't. I actually think she's a really great signing. I just okay. think you got to do something with it, not just live on her, what, two years of real regular work in WWE? It wasn't that long. Maybe uh, more than two, but a few. Can't live on, you can't live on her coming out and talking, talking-ish on Britt Baker. That's not a story. Like, she comes out. She looks cool in the ring. You know, people are cheering for her. You can't just rest on like a I'm here and I'm the best and I'm going to be I'm going to be the best in this division. That's I, I don't I hate when they do that. I, okay. I, I mean, no, we know how I'm the best. No, I'm the it's best. me. I'm the one that should be I know. No, the championships are mine. Yeah, they're me. I'm the this is my ring. Sorry, that's not a gimmick. Um, well, Dipperstein, listen, um, you're a great guy. Mm-hmm. We really enjoy having you here on the podcast, and now I'm going to kick you off and make room for uh, Stack Guy Greg. What are your teas? Yeah, yeah. You feel you said everything <laughs> you need to say? I don't know. I don't know. Can we get rid of? I, I don't. I think it might be time to sunset the contract signings in the way You're that great. they've been done previously. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. They did the Naomi. Um, the Naomi, they did the, um, oh, the, the, the Bailey, the, the, the Bailey, Sasha Banks. I You're a great guy. They did. They did the, um, Bailey, Bianca Belair contract signing. And it was just, it just ended up in a schmaz again. Like I just, that's it. it like if, if we're changing the format of some stuff and making like the, ma- making things, get rid of the, get rid of the arbitrary were, contract signings, get rid of the formulaic contract signings. Okay. Everyone sat at that table with the contract signing. Okay. But when you know my biggest Kogan, problem, Andre the giant but, sit but at a contract signing. And, and let matters. me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The most annoying thing about the contract signing going all the way back to Hogan and Andre, Andre in that, in that conference room is that it's always been so arbitrary. What matches get the contract signing? Is, yeah. is there is there not a contract for every match or at least every pay per view match? So they just randomly pull it out as a thing to do. It never made sports sense to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Definitely. By the way, it's in, so it's amazing. Dip and I just received a text at the same time, um, and it's amazing being when I because I happened to get it at the same moment as him. It was amazing watching your concentration break. <laughs> I watch. I watched him go. Uh, well, it was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, it uh, you know what? It was a great message. Um, all right, uh, Dip, you're a great guy. Let's make room for SUG. We'll talk uh, after Extreme Rules. All right, why don't you stay mage, okay? Yeah, you too. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Dip, thank you very much. And we make room to another very handsome, busy, debonair gentleman, fully suited and booted. Looks like he's doing work today. And that is Stack Guy Greg. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate too, man. Like I, I like my days off. I try to not have anything for Tuesday. But uh but here we are. It was it was no way I can get out of it. Well listen, it's 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 good to be working out here. It's good to be making some cash dollars. Listen, I didn't say I wasn't making cash dollars. I said I don't like to work on Tuesdays. Right, right. True, true, true. Well, but that means you're making cash dollars today. Yeah, yeah, of course. Another day of cash dollars. And you know cash money is never going to play out. Ice-T said it. (laughs) Great great reference. Um, So SGG, we'll we'll go in reverse order today. We started with Dip. We bring you in. Um, You have any news from outside the ring that we should discuss? The biggest news from outside the ring, um, obviously, was the the passing of wrestling legend uh, giant? Not even just wrestling legend, but I, I I feel like it's fair to say Japanese sports icon Antonio Inoki mm. on Friday. The news broke during SmackDown, and then um, you know, shockingly, WWE was able to to mention it during the broadcast because you know it broke while they were in the midst of their programming, um, and then. Tributes just started to pour in from everywhere, and, and rightfully so, um, for the great Antonio Inoki. So, Inoki did a lot. He's probably most known as the founder of New Japan, who yeah. orchestrated all the back and forths that happened throughout the years between WWE and New Japan, WCW and New Japan, um, other uh, Ring of Honor. Um, at the very beginning, I'm guessing, yeah, right, because he was there till '05. Yeah, so. Yep. So I think that probably includes some Ring of Honor time. Um, he's also, you know, was a was a great in ring performer. Famously had that exhibition with Muhammad Ali. Yes. Um, you know, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say I've sat around watching many Antonio Inoki matches, but um, he he is maybe the biggest name in Japanese wrestling history. He's 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 Vince McMahon in some ways in Japan, right? I feel like his I feel like he's bigger than Vince in Japan, honestly, because he got in the ring and like was a champion on top of being like feared, respected. Promoter. Vince McMahon was champion. How dare Vince, you? <laughs> Vince McMahon was champion, but I, I mean 
<laughs> I mean, I don't think that anybody was, was thinking Vince was a shooter, that Vince no. was going to be able to like wrestle you to the ground and everything like that. But no. um, but Inoki was just like like you said, just a giant. Yeah, he's um he 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 was a big guy too physically. Yeah, um, and jacked and, um, up dude. You mentioned his exhibition with Muhammad Ali. Is it fair to say that that's one of the earliest uh, mixed martial arts bouts? It's two different uh, disciplines, two different styles uh, in the ring competing. That exhibition certainly, certainly on a big scale, I would say that's true. Um, uh, Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki was a, it was certainly a moment. It was interesting. It was weird. It's one of those very uniquely wrestling sort of things. And anyways, yeah. rest in peace, Antonio Inoki. Just a, just an awesome legendary figure. Before um, we move on though, too, I just want to because, um, like I said, you know, tributes poured in from all over the place. And I think MVPs was um was interesting for even somebody who doesn't, even if you don't know Inoki, he wrote on his Instagram, um, Antonio Inoki, in a world of larger than life figures, he was an absolute giant. The word legend gets thrown around a lot, but by definition, when you consider Inoki-san's contributions and impact on the industry, few rank higher. Many of you know my love for Japanese wrestling, my love for strong style. Ghetto strong style exists because of Inoki-san. The global family of professional wrestling mourns an absolute icon. Arigato, Inoki-san. And I, I think he summed it up perfectly because I feel like when you think of you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, all the great Japanese wrestlers, Kenny Omega, um, even people who haven't, you know, performed in New Japan, certainly the Steiners, every, everybody will say something similar to this, just in terms of how Inoki influenced their style, that hard-hitting style that a lot of people bring to to wrestling. So, people are, you You did refer to Kenny Omega as a Japanese wrestler. Well, no, he's not, a, he wrestled in New Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I just mean, Japanese wrestlers, but wrestlers who have a connection to to New Japan and her, and who really, I mean, there's so many too. When you think about it, the 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 Jerichos, the um, like the Vaders, the the Hogan. I mean, I mean, so many people had really big career highlights in Japan. And MVP is the perfect person to speak on it because when he originally left WWE over a decade ago. The number one reason was because he wanted to go to Japan. That's that's yep. how important it was to, to him. Um, and he was comfortable leaving WWE if it meant getting to pursue uh, Japan, his wrestling dreams in Japan. So rest in peace to Antonio Inoki. He was 79 years old. If you're curious, he he was billed as uh, 6'3", 224 pounds. R.I.P. Arigato to the great... Antonio Inoki. Well said, MVP. Um, what else going on, SGG? That was all I had uh, for outside the ring. Um, but as you know, you're going to be in Philadelphia this weekend. Sure, sure I am. They got a big, big, big show coming up this weekend. Sure, sure. I just talked about it with Brian Dipperstein. It's called uh, Extreme Rules. <laughs> did you guys predict the card? Are we going to get into some predictions? We did not, we did not go get into picks, actually. We just talked about what we're, we were most looking forward to. Um and you know we 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 agreed, and I'm sure you do too. I mean, extreme rules. I remember a few years ago there was an extreme rules where they had like one stipulation match. It had no juice to it whatsoever, and I was just like, "Why does this pay per view exist?" Yeah, like, last year, last even year, last it was year, one stipulation was the main event with uh, Roman and Finn, and the rest were just like regular run of the mill 
this could have been on Monday Night Raw. Matches. So, like, what what are we actually doing then? And then this year, you have an Extreme Rules match, a Fight Pit match, a Strap match, ladder match. I quit. Um, Donnie Brook match. Um, whatever the hell that is exactly, we'll we'll get more familiar. Um, I know they did one on SmackDown like a month ago, but this is obviously a new new sort of step. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel I'm excited that it just feels like there's some meaning and ideas and thoughts that went into each of these. Like even you take a Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross, mm-hmm. that's been building. There's something yeah, there. It has week it after has. week. Obviously, and- Riddle and Rollins. Long story. Live in Ronda now. Long story. A lot of long stories here. And and like you said, too, the stipulation for each of these matches makes perfect sense. Um, the strap match. Karrion Cross has been attacking Drew from behind for months. Now he knows exactly where he's coming from because he's on the other end of the strap. Right? Rollins Riddle in the fight pit. They just been wanting to brawl and have it out for months. Exactly. Here you go. Drop them in the fight pit. That, that Donnie Brook. We don't know what it is, but we're expecting a brawl, which is what they've been doing, again, uh, for months. So I'm excited, just like you said, for the prospect of extreme rules having some meaning, every match having a stipulation, and it's not an afterthought of a stipulation. It's a stipulation that makes perfect sense for where all these feuds have been heading this whole time. So I got to ask, who do you think wins the live ronda match i hate to say it but i'm gonna predict ronda rousey just because the way this has been going it's it's been feeling like they're priming for uh, for ronda to regain her feels that way right yes it does especially given the fact that um two weeks ago or two smackdowns ago i should say live face lacey evans and she got hardcore. She pulled out some weaponry. She pulled Lacey Evans, put Lacey Evans through a table. And it felt like they were saying to us, if Liv needs to go there, she can go there. Then this past Friday, she confronts Ronda, weapon in hand. And then, you know, she it doesn't it doesn't end up great for her. She she gets the the break speed off her, it looks like. Ronda takes advantage of the bat. And it to me, it felt like they went through all of that to prove that Liv can be dangerous and then undid it the very next week by having her confront Ronda and not come off as threatening in the slightest. Do you think there's any chance we see a heel live at Extreme Rules? I think I think the fans are going to boo her and they're going to force her into the position where like, if you're viewing it and you have no idea what's been going on and who these characters are, you're going to feel like Ronda is the baby face and Liv is the heel. Um, and let's be not- real, SGG. You just, you just put something in my head. Of all of the places to be, when you're a white meat baby face who's not all the way getting over anymore. Oh, you don't want to be. <laughs> you don't want to be Philly, <laughs> do you? Not Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of Stack Guy Greg and Brian Depperstein. That's not where you want to be. That is not where you want to be at we, all. Ask Roman. Yeah. They, and, they brought and, The Rock. They still booed. Yeah, no. They they cheered The Rock and booed Roman. And still booed and then, Roman. And then booed The Rock when he got next to Roman, which was, it was insane. Um, so there, that's a really interesting point, SUG, is regardless. Here's the thing, though. You have to imagine with this new regime, Triple H most notably, 
that he's going to be keenly aware of what could happen in that building on Saturday night. He he is, but the crowd is the intangible, right? It's what you've been telling me all the way back when I was Team Thunderdome. You've been hemp. The crowd is the intangible. You can plan for and anticipate and try to pull at the heartstrings and, and try to pull certain emotions as much as you want. The crowd is still has the ultimate say, and um, I I don't know where they will go come Saturday. Um, at but Extreme also, Wolves. also you must admit this is one of those weeks, and not only because you're going to be in the crowd, but uh, this is when the crowd is such an exciting piece of the story because you have no idea where it's going to go. It, it, it yeah, ex- it, but but then these are two people who. You then have to trust to rely rely on them to respond to the crowd in a way that doesn't send it off the rails also. And and again, I mean, in this case, who's who's the more experienced talent between Liv and Ronda? I mean, both have experience at this point, but I right. think we'd come short of calling either a savvy ring veteran. Right. So, you know. And over the course of the, the past few weeks, um, we've seen them both get thrown off very easily. By, by a crowd who zigs when they're expecting them to zag. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens in Philadelphia. So let's go with, uh, you're going with Ronda. Yes. I am also, official pick. I am also going Ronda Rousey. I think it's, I think it's time. Um, now listen, there is a world in which, of course, Liv can do this by using measures that are, you know, unfair, underhanded, whatever, and, and she could still retain. But and I, she I, I, think, I think Ronda wins here. Uh, Riddle and Rollins in the fight pit match. Daniel Cormier, special guest referee. This this is the match I'm anticipating the most, um, quite honestly, because um, Seth has spoken about it in interviews with Ariel Hawani, who, who broke the Daniel Cormier news that he is not a fan of Riddle um, outside the ring. Um we don't know how Riddle feels about Rollins, um, if if it's the same, if the feeling's mutual. But these are those matches where, when they they harness that real animosity, and it it always it's always gold. So then you add that fight pit stipulation on top of it, where you know it has to be a knockout or a submission. And you think about the fact that Seth has that curb stomp, and he's he's been very proficient with over the past few years. And that Riddle is just a, a former MMA fighter, so he's in his element in there regardless. Um, this is going to be a good one. And I think the fact that they brought in DC to be the special guest referee, that that's uh, them tipping their hand and saying that they have something very special in store for us with this match. All right, so your pick your pick in conclusion is? My, and in conclusion, my pick is going to be uh, Matt Riddle. He's the only one who's been in the fight pit. And yes, Seth has a lot of experience, but... Matt Riddle is a former MMA fighter, former UFC fighter. Um, he's been in the fight pit in NXT. He has all the experience. I'm going Matt Riddle. I don't know why, but I'm going, I'm going Seth Rollins, and and I think it could be. There's a world in which Daniel Cormier, you know, goes a little uh, Mike Tyson. Maybe turns on Matt Riddle, yeah. and all of a sudden we have a Cormier Riddle story to tell. It's and it's not outside the realm of possibility, right? Because that that video has been floating around. It resurfaced when the announcement was made of Cormier in attendance, 
in Santa Clara when Rollins cashed in and he was he was all in on Team Rollins even then. So yeah, he knows Riddle from way back, but he's he's also his love for Rollins also goes way back. So if he wants to get involved, and we just know might. that he's wanted to be do WWE. It sounds like this has been interesting to him for a very long time. Yeah, so this would be a perfect introduction. All right, Drew versus Karrion Cross with Scarlett. Drew, right? Drew needs a win. I feel like he just needs a win. Um, all right, I'm going to go. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins by hook or by crook. Uh, we already said that. Run Drew McIntyre, Karrion to cross. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Karrion Cross here. Um, I hear what you're saying about Drew needing a win, but to me. Karrion Cross also needs a win. I mean, they they brought Karrion Cross back to try to kind of you know give him another shot. You're going to start again with a loss in a big spot. Now, granted, losing to Drew McIntyre is not losing on an episode of Raw to like Ricochet, whoever the hell he lost to. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jeff Hardy in like. Oh, sorry, seconds. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not that, but I also feel like if you're building Karrion Cross to potentially really be this badass. Maybe this is a spot for him to get a win somehow. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still going to pick Drew, but you, what you're saying makes a lot of sense in that Drew will lose, um, lose nothing. Like his, his stature will remain no matter what ends up happening in the win loss column. Um, and, but, but they're, they're rehabilitating, uh, Carrion's image. So you're probably right, but I'm going to stick with Drew. All right, let's move to the next match, which would be Bianca versus Bailey. Bianca, of course, with Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Bailey with damage control. Um, this is probably okay. I'm not least excited about this match. I'm probably the least into the story that's gotten us here. Which is fair. That's fair. Uh it's just it just hasn't completely worked for me. I don't I, I feel like Alexa and Oscar coming off as bit players. Um, and I feel like Bailey and Bianca are both so big on their own. I don't know that I needed everybody else to be involved. Um, but that being said, I'm excited for this match. Um, I think when push comes to shove, it will be a great match. And SGG, I, I, I sort of agree with the philosophy that the latter match is an opportunity to have a very unbeatable Bianca be beatable and get the title on to Bailey and give Bianca another chase. Um, what are, what are your thoughts? I agree with that philosophy because um, like you said, it, the ladder is the equalizer. You don't have to be pinned. You don't have to tap out. You just have to be the one who's not able to get up that ladder in time. And that, that's really all it is. So, if damage gonna, control is holding Bianca and Bailey climbs the ladder. Right. Or boom. damage damage control introduces another member who, you know, gives them the numbers advantage. There's there's a lot of different ways that you can go that again, it doesn't cost Bianca anything to have the championship come off her. And as we've seen with Bianca, she's for me already entered that rare air where she's great as champion, she's great as a challenger, she's great away from the title picture completely. She she is, I don't want to say she's made yet, but it feels that way to me in that if she loses and then this puts her on the chase and then, you know, she gets another championship win down the road and another accolade for the books, I wouldn't be mad at it. 
Look at you, SGG, growing up in front of our very eyes, seeing that a <laughs> talent that you root for can, in fact, benefit from losing every blue moon. It, it It's because it's true. I, I, frankly, I think part of what's made this story hard is that Bianca has been so dominant and her character is just that she's like an awesome athlete and awesome person. You need to give her an extra motivation. If you're, I, I know they're not going to turn her heel at this point or, or anything like that to really, which which I look forward to one day. And I think would develop her character further. So if you're not going to do that, what can you change? You can change the position she's in. And if you change that position and she's the one chasing again, now there's a new motivation. Yeah. And and I think ladder match is the perfect place to do it because she doesn't have to look super vulnerable because she's not being pinned. She's not tapping out. Edge versus Finn Balor. Finn, who last night had one of the more... um, unfortunate Mike flubs that there's been in a little while. It wasn't that bad, but he just I he made like he, it worse. Yeah, he did. He, he drew attention to it in a way that, that he must've been kicking himself after that. Cause, cause you're right. He, it was just a tiny little word flub, but then he repeated the whole, yeah. he like made a thing out of it. He's like, Oh, he, you're, I, I, I'm so upset that I said last week, or last night I meant last week. Right. Just keep going, Finn. You yeah. got this, bruh. He could have just said something as simple as, oh, yeah, you guys with the I, I kicked his ass last night, too. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> just keep just, last night, last week, whatever. Like, yeah, it, it just was. Anyways, not a big deal, but it, it did. Uh, it did stand out. because I'm sure it annoyed the hell out of him. But Finn's looked very good. Um, and his character feels more compelling to me now than it has in a while. I they're still doing this thing, though, that. I. They're doing a little bit of what's been happening in the Bailey Bianca storyline with this story of like the passing the mic all the time. Right. Sometimes I'm not mad at Damian Priest just doing the talking like sometimes not because Rhea, Dominic and Finn can't do it. Um, I think there's varying degrees of strength there, but like all of them are decidedly a step behind Damian Priest. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I'm so New York and he is, too, that like. I feel him on the. I feel him on the mic. I do like, too. I really do. I, I think. Really I, th- I think he's a solid mic presence. And like, listen, having the backstage talk, and I, you do want to keep building their characters. Of course, you do. But like this whole mic passing thing, when I, I just, it feels unrealistic to me. Um, so I, I'd, I'd like to see Damian handle that more. But so that we get Finn versus Edge first. Obviously, it seems like this is going to be a build for Edge. But what what does it end with? What's the culmination of the entire storyline you mean or of this match? Is it no no, of this story. Like it being Finn at this pay-per-view felt like that was just the direction they decided to go for this one. Right. But it, and, but it does but they're also setting up Finn and AJ. Yeah, I think it goes back to what Dip said last week in that they're giving each of them individually a nemesis and that they could be the ones that we see end up um, in war games. And, Everybody's and, thinking bloodline, but it could be them. And then on the other side, we have Ray, Edge, AJ. Yes. Who else? No Anyone one else for Rhea. No one for you. Would need someone for Rhea too. But do we see that? This, do we get that this weekend? Does Beth? Yeah, maybe we the, get Beth and Rhea. That would be that would be fun. Because she she hasn't been on TV in a while, you have to think that she's she's training or something. There's that something special's up. 
up the sleeves with Beth. And um, it's an I quit match, right? So is Beth the one that quits on behalf of of Edge? Because I can't see Finn. I can't see Finn quitting. I can't see Edge doing it either. I can't see Edge quitting. I'm, I'm going Edge in this match. I was trying to think. Um, I'm going Finn. Um, but I was trying to think, and maybe you might have an answer to this. Has a baby face... Has the babyface ever quit in an I quit match, like on their own, or, or has someone always quit on their behalf? Because I, you know, um, Foley has quit. Foley said the words "I quit" because I remember that they played the audio of the Rock did some like trickery. Where it was like "I quit, I quit, I quit," but it wasn't. He didn't say it in the moment. It was like a recording. Um, Brett's mom threw in the towel. Yeah. Jake said "I quit" because Roman was choking out jimmy but i was trying to think of a bit you know we just bought up stone cold he'd rather pass out than quit i was trying to think of a baby face who straight up said i quit and i couldn't think of one. uh uh foley didn't say i quit to rick flair i think he did i think he did you're right uh it says Rey mysterio was defeated by chavo twice Chavo beat Ray twice in I quit matches. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. The last I quit was Rhonda and Charlotte. Um, there have been a bunch of sort of nondescript ones. There was Roman at Hell in a Cell last year over Jey Uso. Awesome. Two years ago, I believe. Two years ago now, yeah. 2020, yep. Um, of course, we all remember the Cedric Alexander and Noam Dar I quit match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two hundred five live. <laughs> By the way, it probably was awesome. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like. A, <laughs> I feel like I remember was it being, awesome. Two hundred five live had some had some um, had some hidden gems. Uh, it's a shame that it didn't last. I think even the cruiserweight title is gone now, but two hundred five live did did give us some hidden gems. And I think you're referring to when the Rock beat Mankind at the Rumble. Yes, but with, but that was when he beat him with the chairs. That that didn't have. Uh, he didn't actually say I quit then. No, the chairs I think was halftime heat, right? No, no, the chairs was the rumble. Rock beat mankind's ass so many times. <laughs> he got his ass beat a lot of times, by the way. It's, it's facts. Oh, Antra- my. Antra- H. oh Man. my goodness! Of course, you remember John Cena versus Rusev for the U.S. Championship at Payback in 2015. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, Lana conceded the match, saying he quits. What about Jack Gallagher versus uh, Arya Davari? <laughs> that one I don't remember. I'm assuming that's also a 205 Live. That's right. Another 205 Live banger. All right, SGG, you know what it's time for? Oh, wait. We didn't do the last match yet, did we? No, there's one more. There's one more that we must mention. That is the good old-fashioned Donnybrook match between the Brawlin' Brutes and Imperium, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Who is Giovanni? Vin- who is Giovanni Vinci? Was he a thing in NXT? He was. He was with them in NXT as Imperium. He was a part of the four man group, and then um, one of their members left, and then it was a three man group that included Giovanni Vinci. Then when they came up to the main roster, um, they separated him from Imperium completely. But of course, when Triple H regained control. It only made sense to to put the band back together. 
So he's been with them the whole time, even though he didn't debut with them um, on SmackDown. And he is an Italian gentleman. He is. In real life. He is. This is an actual real international faction. Oh, it is. It with, is. Leg- with, with people from actually different places, Austria, Germany, Italy. And it's, it's actually somewhat ironic that the first group they feud with is led by Seamus, who at one time also tried to put together an international faction. It was, yep. you know, the League, but the League of Nations just did not no. work out. No, it did not. Like Imperium. Let's uh, let's get to a prediction. Who do you like? I like Imperium. Um, they to me seem like the more cohesive group, just because they don't have any loose cannons. It's all focused energy. You're worried about Butch, aren't you? That's what you're I saying. I am worried about. <laughs> I am worried about Butch. Butch could go off the rails. I you know mean, how Butch, we feel. Butch, Butch will is the go guy. It's not even a could. We already told you guys. Butch is the guy who you bring to the club. You lose him for 15 minutes. All of a sudden, he's already kicked out. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's now not you're what all you, getting tossed. That's not what you need at the good old fashioned Donnybrook. You need somebody <laughs> that's 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 there that you can rely on. Reliable. That's right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'll go with Imperium as well. I think that's that's what's happening. I think there's a chance, though. Let me just say this: I think there's a chance that Sheamus wins the Intercontinental Championship on Friday. I think so too. And then they lose the match to Imperium, and Imperium's that much more angry on Saturday. I think so too, and um, I'm glad you you mentioned that because I agree. Um, come Saturday, there could be a completely different Intercontinental Champion, and I gotta say too, come Saturday, I am a little disappointed that we're not getting any Bloodline representation in Philadelphia. Well, there's still time. There's still time. Hopefully, hopefully something happens and shakes shakes out on Friday. But um, I'd like to see a, a Sammy solo tag match of some sort. That could be fun. Yeah. I'm into them as a tandem. I really am. Yeah, same. And it seemed they were building towards challenges for the Usos, but um, with Montez being injured, it looks like they had to to delay that or, or step away from that. Um, and instead, Angelo just took a took an L to Solo Sokoa last night. <laughs> yeah. Hard fought, though. He almost, Hard fought. Was, Hard fought. Well, hey, maybe he'll appear here. And I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. The Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings, the, the black talent that rose to a different level this past week. SGG, who do you have? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Lashley. He's um, having a, he's having a good run right now. He absolutely is. That that United States Championship, I tell you, man. Um, when he first got it, it was easy to say that this is a placeholder until they, you know, send him to Roman or feed him to Roman or however you want to think about it. But no, right now, this title feels special on its own. He shows up every Monday to defend it. And against all manner of challenges, he gives us some bangers. Um, that, that match with Ali on Monday, very impressive showing from Ali, but did you say a very impressive schlong from Ali? <laughs> no, showing. 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 Show, Got yeah, it. Yeah, show. Just checking. He, and and he wasn't you. showing his, sh- his schlong, by the way. He was just okay. <laughs> a, very, uh-huh. a okay. very impressive showing from Ali against um, <laughs> against Bobby Lashley in what I, what I think was the match of the night. So I'm giving it I to- I think so, too. 
I'm gonna and I'll tell you what, if the black power rankings were the black and brown power rankings, uh, I, Ali would be in the conversation for this week, too. He put on a hell of a easily, match. Easily, um, easily. He was fantastic. He's dope, man. I, I hope Ali continues to get opportunities. I'm, I'm a big fan of his work. Um, I'm going to go with a guy. Now, It's the reason he's in my black power rankings is not because he did anything big last night. It's because I'm sensing he could be rising in the rankings again. And that would be the giant Omos, mm. who last night was shown with MVP watching intensely or intently. I'm not sure which it is. We don't the, have your dad on the line to let us know. Yeah, to let me know. <laughs> watching Braun Strowman's match. And I said, hmm, that could look like something. Mm -hmm. I had the same thought. Braun and Omos... The only thing is, it's going to be a tough spot because, man, I, I don't think you can have jo Omos in another big spot and have him lose again. If he gets a big spot, he lost at Mania, he lost once after Mania, and then he's beaten up you know, a bunch of guys like who look like Dipperstein. <laughs> right. he, uh, they so might have deserved I, it, too. We don't know. We don't know. No, they might have. They we might have. To him. But anyways, either way, the point remains. I believe... That was a nod to what we're going to see. And if that's the case, I'll be very excited because I really think Omos, man, deserves credit. He's clearly taken his body to a different level. He's clearly working his ass off. And I'd be I'd be interested to see what they do with Braun and Omos. I also wonder how long this Braun run's gonna be. Like how much gas Braun has in the ta tank. It's interesting. Because Braun Strowman, how old is Braun? What's your guess? I'm gonna guess he's thirty seven. I like that guess. He's 39. 39. But with his size and history, I just don't think he's got like years and years to do this. I, I think no. he's coming back for a year or two to, to make some more money and do some things. And I think Omos would be a perfect thing for him. And the more you can like slow Strowman down, Get him out of having to run circles around the ring. Let him just be a big-ass monster in there. I like how that would work for him with a, a program with Omos. All right, um, SUG, we're going to have to push mailbag to next week because we just had too much damn content this week. But that's what the people want. They, they, want, they want the good content. So we'll, we'll Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. That's how you send us the email. We'll get to them next week. Um, again, shout-out to uh, the Martuccios. Uh, SUG, you weren't with us earlier when I bigged up the wedding that I DJed of a Cheap Heat listener this past weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw the, I saw the clips. It did look mage. Yeah, you Good did time. your thing, man. You did your Thank thing, you. man. No, no. It was, it was, they made it easy. It was a lot of fun. Um, for our producer, Troy the Goy, who I will see in Los Angeles next week, for Brian Dipperstein and for SUG, I'm your forever 24-7 champion. Enjoy Extreme Rules and all the rest of the wrestling this week, and we'll talk to you guys soon. And, and, um, and uh, stay mage. Enjoy yourselves. History of the art form.